Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Got A Lot In Our Minds. I am one of your hosts. My name is Stevie B. You can follow me on Twitter at Stove11890, on Instagram at Stevie B underscore pod. Uh, my co-host. What's going on? You know me by Kells. Uh, you can find me at Kells55 uh, pretty much on everything. TikTok is the one where I, I got the underscore in it, so you can do Kells underscore 55 or underscore Kells55, depending on which one you want to double check. But today we've got a very, very special guest. This man is a Twitter genius. He is a enthusiastic person. He He's just a photo genius. I'm going to just keep throwing words out there. He's, a, he's an awesome person. Uh, he's just really uh, community-oriented, and uh, yeah, you'll get to know him more throughout this episode. But uh, Costa, what's good? What's going on, guys? Yeah, um, Dan Costa here, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Dan Costa, T H E D A N C O S T A. Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. I don't even really even. I mean, are we allowed to cuss on this? Oh yeah, go fuck on. yeah, bro. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, fucking Facebook. I mean, fuck Facebook. I, not really. Okay, I was getting ahead of myself. It, but is it Meta? Is it Meta? Or is it Facebook? Right. I, I don't even. I don't even know anymore, dude. Like, it's just. It's all over the place. It would be fucking cool if it's Meta. Um, but then yeah, and then uh, website the Dan Costa same thing www.dancosta.com. Um, check me out, dude. Check out my shit. So I was gonna say, I feel like all the. Um all the socials, I feel like you lock that handle up. Like that's, it's like consistent on everything, which is good. You know, the Dan Costa. Yeah. Branding 101, dude. It, it's uh it's a beautiful thing. Once you get it down, it is so much easier for people to just get on board. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I want to ask you actually real quick, quick about that, because I know you changed handles a little while ago. I'm glad that you were able to get everything solidified. Um, was was this kind of the push you wanted to going from uh, Dan Costa? It was a um, Costa Hikes, right? Yeah. Okay, and then moving into this um, th- this new one, I I, I dig it. I, I appreciate the you know like branding, it, putting everything out there because because what you've been doing lately has just been like really solidifying uh, marketing and branding. So if you wanted to go into that a little bit, yeah, yeah. So um, so my background is in marketing. So I graduated from the Indiana university of Pennsylvania. I'll throw out a little pl- college hey, plug there. Um, <laughs> sh- shameless plug, but yeah, so I graduated from there back in 2018, uh, with a marketing degree and I worked in corporate for a little bit. Um, mm. I like to say corporate it's, I worked for startups, um, but they had sort of like a corporate culture. It was just kind of bullshit. I, I fucking, you know, I'm not going to lie. I fucking hated mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not to say that it's a bad thing. You know, people have their thing and that's great um, for me. It wasn't a good fit. So uh, yeah, I, that's my background in like growth marketing a little bit, social media, um, advertise, paid advertising and stuff like that. And so it was just kind of natural um, to, to just sort of get into branding and everybody loves the word branding. I feel like it's such like a staple now to anybody, you know, content creators, to anybody out there. But yeah, when I first started, uh, the idea was, um, when I first found my passion for photography, uh, I wanted to do Costa hikes. And so the goal was I, I fell in love with landscape photography. And so I noticed that there was a little bit of an issue at, uh, some of the state parks around where I'm at, um, in Pittsburgh. And, um, the one state park, Ohio Pile, had yeah, a good bit of trash laying around. And so the goal was to become uh, a YouTuber and get on a certain level where I could start creating some income to then give back to state parks and national parks to, you know, for some cleanup efforts. So I came up with Costa Hikes. Now, where that sort of kind of, well, I sort of pigeonholed and niched myself a little bit too early. And 
we can get into that later. I have a whole spiel on that. Um, okay. But yeah, essentially what happened was I didn't feel like that uh, represented myself as well as it should. And so one of my big inspirations is Chris Howe. And I just saw his stuff, the Chris Howe. Uh, I saw all the handles and stuff were taken for like my, my name, just Dan Costa. So I put just the in front of it and it just kind of stuck. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was just like more generalized. It, it felt more me. Cause I would, again, I wasn't niching myself down to something that I wasn't uh, like truly 100% in. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love hiking. I still love being outdoors, but um, the direction that I sort of want to move in now is uh, a lot more clear and it's, you know, I don't want to, again, just, kind of like pigeonhole myself into something before I get to the point where, you know, I rebrand myself, you know, down the road, you know, maybe one, two years down the road and everybody's like, well, what the hell is, you know, what the hell's going on? Um, so yeah, I mean, like there's nothing wrong with, uh, with rebranding yourself in, in, in my experience. Like, I think a lot of people get scared by that sometimes. Um, and that's a, like, that's normal. Uh, you have all these, you know, all these different things out there that you're, that you're doing and, and plugging and you, you know, maybe you have a certain hashtag and you're like, well, if I switch now, then, you know, what's going to happen in the future. And like, nothing's going to happen. Like you're still going to mm-hmm. be fine. You'll still, you know, put yourself out there. You just need to like strategize a little bit and understand what it is that you need, to, like why you're restructuring yourself. Right. Because there's a big difference between a personal brand and a corporate brand and even like a hybrid brand. Um, so you just need to understand like what comes with that and just, you know, move, in the direction that you best see fit. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, I hope that answers your question. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, I, I, I feel like there's like that taboo, like behind like rebranding because like you said, it's scary, but there's people who switch jobs all the time and we're kind of like, Oh, you know, you moved into this thing. Nice. Cool. And it's like, I don't know if it's like just a photography or creative aspect of it, where it's like, that just seems because you you're building it almost on your own. So it's like, oh, now you're switching something up. It, I don't know. It just it. There's always like a taboo. It seems like behind it. But I, I, I like what you did, and I feel like everything right now is moving in a very uh, great direction. Um, your marketing has been on point. I'm sure that background helps. Um, you know, you've just been plugging everything about yourself and like the new logo and everything. It's just been looking clean, and and I, I always applaud that when you know you come out with that structure. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that logo, uh, fun fact about that logo was actually designed, um, by a coworker of mine, uh, at the company that I used to be at and she does like a phenomenal job. Um, but yeah, she, she designed that logo for me and I was very thankful because, you know, I just like, I don't know, there's something about just having something to slap on like apparel and things like that, that I like. And I just want, you know, badgers are like one of my favorite animals for a lot of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. one of them is because it symbolizes independence and I am probably you're, I'm probably one of the most independent motherfuckers you will ever meet in your entire life. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I took that as, um, the way to kind of move and, and, you know, just, I don't know, it felt, it felt right. So that's, uh, it's what I'm, I'm sticking with the badger. The badger's a good move for me, but, um, but yeah, like I think a lot of people, they pigeonhole themselves in the beginning, right? They have like this fear of, if I'm putting myself out there and people recognize me a certain way, then I'm going to lose part of my audience or I'm going to like not be as successful at what I do for whatever reason. Um, and I just think that's a little hypercritical because realistically a lot of the times, I mean, unless you have like an audience of, you know, over 
let's say like a hundred thousand followers or something, right? Like something where you've really established yourself and really established a brand, like people aren't going to care. I'm sorry to say, like, they're just not, they're probably not even going to notice. In some cases they do, and you might lose a little bit of the audience and you know, that's okay. Like people come and go. Um, But as long as you're staying true and authentic to yourself, like it's your brand, like I'm talking specifically about a personal brand here. Um, as long as you're staying true and authentic to yourself, that's what matters because that's, it's you, right? Like people buy into a personal brand and they support, you know, artists or business owners or whoever, um, because it's you, like the, the authenticity surrounds that brand. And so if you don't have that, then people are just, they're going to, they're going to drop off because they're not going to, you know, if, if you're kind of like putting yourself out there in the way that you think people want to see you, then that's not you. And people can smell bullshit from a mile away, right? Especially on social media. Um, so just always like authenticity is important. I was talking about that, like in my episode, literally like an hour ago, right? Authenticity, mm-hmm. consistency is key. I will always preach that till the day that I die. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that. Um, I was, yeah, I feel like, I mean, like you said, you might lose some followers, but the people who are meant to be there will eventually stay there and, and stick with it. And and that's that's who, like me as somebody who's a consumer as well, that's what I want to see. I want to see somebody who's authentic. You know, you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to see somebody who's feeding you bullshit like that's I mean you eventually figure it out you're like oh this person's not who they said they were you know and then you lose interest yeah and you know what that's what causes burnout I think for a lot of creators is if you're not authentic Mm. and you're not passionate about what you're doing then that's where you see a lot of creators just start to drop off and it happens sometimes in the early stages because you know you're you're putting your everything into something that you think people want to see. And it's not about what everybody wants to see. It's about what you're passionate about and attracting people to that. Like I say this all the time too. There are people out there that want to hear you, that want to listen to you, that want to, you know, support you. And they might not show up at first. And where people get discouraged is, you know, they post content like every day and they're not seeing results. And that's not a bad thing. If anything, you should be looking at that, engaging that and understanding, okay, why is it not working? Is my messaging mm-hmm. right? Am like, am I being on brand? Am I being authentic? Um, like what's not working here? Like that should be the motivator to keep you going. It shouldn't be something like, okay, well, I'm being my authentic self and it's not working. So I need to switch gears. No, I never, like I never, I hope that never happens, you know, with a creator because Again, that's where you start to like lose yourself. That's where you start to see a lot of people, I think, get discouraged by social media. Um, and then, you know, they just kind of drop off. And, you know, it's it it's it's sad to see because I feel like social media is there to kind of like it should be there to encourage people to enlighten people. A lot of things that I do um, put people on one and, and try to just be supportive and uh, really just like bring to light a lot of great people and, and what they're doing. Um but a lot of times like people get lost in the the likes and the comments and the followers and, and, and all that stuff. And they think that's what should be driving their business and their brand. And that's not the case that what should be driving your brand is your authenticity. So, you know, again, like I'll preach it till the day that I die, man, consistency and authenticity. That is the key to all of this. And if you can do that, mm-hmm. you will be successful. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better. I also kind of feel like, sorry, just to retouch on the, the rebranding topic, like, 
like if like you said you went from what was it uh you said it was costa hikes to the dan costa right that's how you switched it yeah um like you said oh like you might lose a few followers i feel like that's a big like it's a might like how many people are gonna be like what he this oh nah nah fuck this shit he i'm i'm done i'm i'm not following like i feel like a lot of people like you said they won't even notice or they're just gonna be like oh he switched up his shit oh like it's now there's more to it you know what i mean right you know i I feel like it's so many people are so afraid to just i don't know rebrand or change a handle or just change their strategy like they overthink the fuck out of it you know Mm. Yeah. And again, it's it's that thing where they, they overthink it at, in the early stages when you shouldn't even be caring about that stuff. What you should be caring about is, you know, if you're a content creator like myself, you should be caring about the content and the quality. Like focus on building a brand like I, I'll say I'll say this. You 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 are building a plane while you're flying it. Right. Everything's not going to be perfect. You're not going to have like this perfect Apple or Microsoft brand at first or whatever. You're not going to have the Mr. Beast brand at first. Like people need to realize all that stuff comes in time. Like it just comes naturally as you start to maneuver through your journey as a creator. And so like very rarely do we see, you know, content creators starting off and they stick with the same stuff. Something's going to change, whether it's your handle, whether it's your logos, whether it's your messaging, that'll all change naturally, but it happens. You you have to just keep being authentic and, and keep that passion because, you know, you are going to, you, you will, I mean, I've experienced it before with Costa hikes, you will experience burnout if you're not truly passionate about what you're posting. Um, because social media is a lot, man, like mm-hmm. not just social media, but content creation in general, it's so much like, I post every day. I'm on Twitter all the time. On a, all the I'm on time. Instagram all the fucking time. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, no. you know, dude. Like I came, I came into into Twitter in the Twitterverse like back in um, what is it? Uh, July, I think. Uh, I, I did a couple tweets just through Instagram in May, and then I started seriously in July, and then August is when it started to pick up, and I was like, holy shit, dude this is, this is wild. And it's so cool. Like this, the, the scene is so different, mm-hmm. um, way more supportive and just mm-hmm. genuine and, and connecting uh, with other people. Like it's really cool. Um, but you know, just as an example, I started in July more seriously and I always, you know, I get into the analytics a little bit. I started in July and I think my impressions or whatever was like, 30,000, 30 some odd thousand impressions, you know, however many tweets, I think I got like 30 follows or something. And I, it's just because I was tweeting my work and it wasn't until I really started to sit down and, and start to like, listen, like that's a key word here, listen to the community that you're in um, to figure out what they wanted to talk about the topics that they were really attracted to and things like that. One of those things being threads. So that's why I started doing, I started posting threads and, you know, started to create this, um, like very supportive community. And my whole thing is I want to have a community of people that feel like they can post their work and not feel like it's shit. You know what I mean? I don't want, I don't want somebody, I never want somebody to post their work and feel like it's not good enough because it is like the fact that you posted is a statement within itself. That's a great thing. And that takes a lot of courage to post your work Mm -hmm. because you're at the, you're at the mercy of others' opinions. And so, um, I wanted to create like that space for people to feel comfortable to post their work, especially if you're new to being a creative. After I started doing that, things just blew up. Like I went from six followers to like, now I'm 
I think I like, I'm almost at like, give it like, you know, even within this conversation, I think I'll hit 11 K. Um, and that's a great thing. I, I love that because that tells me that I'm doing the right things. It tells me that I'm backing up my message of what I'm trying to strive to do, which is support small, big creators all alike and just create that space for people that they can just be themselves and just be goofy, wacky, see whatever the fuck they want, post their work and feel comfortable doing it. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm like talking all over the place. I feel like I have like this Gary V ADHD mindset where I'm just like, I'll <laughs> talk about one thing and then I'll go to like a completely separate thing. So if you need to like rewind me and keep me on track, let me know. Honestly, like uh, I, I don't even care where you go because it's always like a good message. So to hear, you know, where the mind goes is and it's fun. Don't even yeah, don't even apologize. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll definitely touch back on things if we if we feel like it's it's something important. And the funny thing is, like you said, I I feel like creating is easy, but like sharing it is a is a tougher part because we're always, I mean, we're so critical of ourselves. Like I've always had like this mindset of like. I feel like IG and Twitter are two different things. They're t- two different whole beasts. Like you said, Twitter has became more supportive. I've been on Twitter since 09. So I've had like a years of just like not having anybody like interact. I felt like I was in a room just talking to myself. And with the explosion of like the photo community, like it's been amazing just to see like how much your work, like even photos that like I didn't think I should share, like let's say on IG for a while. Because uh, maybe it didn't fit a thread that or a theme that I wanted or something, and and I was overcritical of like myself in that. I started posting on Twitter, and that's when I see like, I I I kind of critique myself less since like the explosion of like the photo community because everybody's been so supportive, and I'm like, oh maybe this photo wasn't as good as I thought, and then I see people like hyping me up and stuff like that. And I'm like, I've had a way to kind of be less critical of myself and allow myself to post more. So I've, I've always, um, I've always appreciated that the fact that like people are more supportive in a way. And I feel like you can have more of a conversation and there's always going to be like, you know, the shitty part of Twitter, the shitty part of any social media, like you're going to have to have some kind of a thick skin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also like there's a lot of people who will critique it in a way that, you know, it's, it's not bringing you down. It's like, Hey, this is how you can be better. You know, it's constructive. Exactly. And that's what I love about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's, that's what draw, I mean, draw, that's what drew me to the platform. Uh, it's just, it's a different beast. Mm-hmm. And like every platform is, uh, the nice thing about Twitter is it's a community building platform. Like one of the, and I will say this quote till the day that I die. It's now I'm like, it's not an exact quote, but uh, Kyle Meshna is like mm. one of my favorite people. I see mm. his work all the time. He's an incredible photographer and YouTuber. And he says this all the time. He says, well, he said it to me once. I don't know if he says this to other people, but, um, YouTube is where, uh, or he said, TikTok is where you build fame. Twitter is where you build a community. Uh, Instagram is where you build a business and YouTube is where you build an empire. And ever since he said that, it just made sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's true because Pete, you know, there's people out there that throw the word community around. We see it all the time on Twitter. Yeah. People throw around the word community. You can tell that, you know, they're just kind of there to, you know, just say the words and, and be gone. Right. I never mm. see them again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's other people that actually like support that hundred percent and like want to actually cultivate a great community, no matter what it is. And so 
Um, I feel like, you know, my mission right now is, is that's what I'm doing. And it's a great feeling to have because you just see so many emerging artists come to the platform. And it's so cool. Cause I, I get so many DMS from people all the time that say like, yo man, like, you know, something as simple as just retweeting the work. Like mm-hmm. I had this really heartfelt message one time from somebody, um, they were talking about, I had a sports thread that blew up like. Uh, probably like a month and a half ago or something. And I'll have to search for the DM. But um, the the person messaged me and said the this kid who posted his work to one of my threads uh, had unfortunately passed in a shooting, like in a drive-by mm. shooting. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And it, he was like, uh, he was 17 years old, I think. Um, but the person reached out to me and said, hey man, like I just really want you to know and understand like what you're doing is a great thing because- his parents saw that photo of him posting and it just kind of like brought a little bit of like a tear to my eye because I'm like, Holy shit, dude, like this is, this is starting to be a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit bigger than me. Like I'm, I'm starting to really understand the impact that this is having. And so, um, and people don't, people don't think about that. People just think like, you know, you see tweets and you see pictures and whatever, and like, that's the end of it. But you start to get into the little bit deeper side and how it like really can impact somebody's life and, you start to, you know, just get into this, um, like deeper, crazier mindset about it. And it, it, uh, it's, it's what keeps me going to want to create, right? Like, um, it's, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's really, really cool. Something as simple as a retweet can like literally make somebody's day because you don't know what anybody's really going through on the day to day. And some, I mean, I feel like in, like you said, with burnout and, with us being overly critical of ourselves, sometimes we're like in that space where it's like, oh, maybe I should quit or maybe like I, I don't need to do this anymore. Maybe it's been too tough on me or something. And then that simple like retweet by like a bigger artist or just like even anybody who has a, a following and you're like, damn, like, you know, like maybe can, I can continue to do this. You know, it, it's it, it's definitely a positive aspect, I feel like. It can light up a room for sure. And that's, Mm. that's the beautiful thing about it is like, that's the great side. That's what social media should be. It's like just lifting up and supporting others. Um, I always say, if you can subscribe to that belief, like you'll, you'll be happy with, with what you want to do. Unfortunately, like there's the darker side to it where, you know, I, uh, you know, I've had a few discussions with people where they just get drained by social media, right? Like they get drained by the idea of having to post every day and, and, uh, you know, engagement and things like that. And if they're not, you know, exceeding or succeeding in the places that they want to be, they, they want to quit. And I'm like, you know, if 99% of the time, I think if that happens, you're doing social media for the wrong reasons. Like if you get great engagement, great. If you don't, that shouldn't be the end of it because Mm -hmm. the goal should just be to have fun with it. Like just again, authenticity and consistency is key. Just show up like it could be a, a GM post, right? Like just post or, or you know, we're going to make it, right? Like <laughs> um, just something like that, it's, it can be really encouraging. And so I just like want people to understand that if you're trying to build a presence or you're, you want to be a content creator and you're trying to build an audience, that engagement, whether it's good or bad, should not be the definitive uh, like ruler of, your ultimate success in this, because there's so many more layers to, to, you know, somebody's pathway or success. It's, it's not linear. There's so many different ways that you can do it. And so you just need to find what works best for you and just, you know, run with it. You know, this is actually very funny because like, 
there's <laughs> like what you're preaching. I'm like, I'm thinking about it. And there's this guy on TikTok and he's from England. And I don't know how he got on my For You page. I, I don't know what I did within the algorithm to get him. Anyways, he's like, he seems like this like super like innocent dude, you know. And what he does is he goes train watching. And I'm going to try to find his, his thing in a minute. And literally all he does is he wears like a GoPro. And it like looks at his face, but it makes his face look super fucking weird. But it's mm. funny. <laughs> but he he watches like, he goes to like, train stations or or like places to watch trains go by and he gets super excited but i'm like all he does is does he's authentic he's himself he does mm-hmm. what he wants to do and he posts it and he's pretty consistent with it and he is like blown up blown up on uh tiktok like it's fucking crazy and i'm like and i'm like next thing i know i back in my head i'm like how did he like who would watch this like and then i'm like you're like me you've watched i'm like i've just watched like seven videos so like i guess me yeah you know i didn't even realize yeah. i was watching it that's a funny story because i don't know if you've seen it but i've started watching this dude has a treadmill and he puts bowl, uh um pool balls on it and then he'll just pretend like it's a race <laughs> and he's throwing uh cups at it like solo cups and smaller solo cups and he's just commentating on this thing like it's a like it's a horse race and People are commenting who they think is going to win and he does it on live and you're sitting there for like 20, 30 minutes and you're like, I should not be watching this, but this is the most entertaining thing I've seen all day. And you're like, this yeah. is the, the stupidest thing, but it's so entertaining. And if people, the right people do it, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I mean, there's so many things that you can find entertainment in that you just wouldn't think of. There's, there's, there's something very interesting about the everyday Um, Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing on social media that you just sort of learn as you, as you continue to post, um, people are very like into the content of like, you know, my morning routines or like my nightly people love that stuff. And people, you know, again, like just watching the -hmm. train and like looking around, putting a quote on it or something, people love that stuff. And it's, it's interesting because it's not, you know, it doesn't take a lot of effort. Um, and it's just like, again, it's just an everyday, just sort of thing. It's like natural. You know, I say that all the time, like with Twitter and and TikTok, like Twitter is Twitter, I think is the written form of TikTok. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. both, think about it. They're both short-term content platforms. And the only difference is you're just making a video instead of writing out, you know, a very short, brief tweet. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always say to anybody that's starting out TikTok, you're, if you're, posting to Twitter or something and you understand like your brand and you're new to TikTok, just take whatever you think you, that you would write on Twitter and just whatever would be a video form of that. It, it's probably going to work on TikTok because it's going to be relatable. Like the thing about TikTok is it is a very relatable platform. People it's don't want to see it. authentic as mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to see, I, at least I'd like to believe people don't really buy into the whole highlight reel stuff anymore. Like, I think that's where you no, see yeah. a lot of attention in TikTok is yeah. people want to see the everyday because that's what matters. And like, that's what pushes people to be better. It's not like going to, you know, traveling all over the world and stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to do that stuff someday, but people get caught in that so much. Mm-hmm. People get caught in that so much to the point where they want to give up. And I think TikTok for whatever reason, like grounds people and, you know, brings out the, the, the realism and be like the, the goofy side and the, the crazy side and the wacky side. Like I'm doing that now on TikTok, And like, yeah. I You're say fine. it all the time. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them, and yeah. and I love that. Like, I say this too. Like the ones where like you scroll through Twitter and then start moaning when you find a good picture. Yeah. Hilarious, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, like, but that's the thing is, if you're not, a lot of people would see that and say, oh, but isn't that embarrassing? Like, aren't you embarrassed? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like to a certain degree, but if you're not embarrassed, I think you're doing it wrong. And but, I, I for for sure, because it's like. We've had moments where that, like, you know, you, you do stupid shit and you're just like, oh, but I would never post this, post this online. But it's like, you're still doing it. So there's going to be people who are relating to it no matter what, you know. Right. And and that's you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's you. You should be posting that stuff because odds are that's what people want to see. They might not be liking it at the time. You might not. Again, you might not get the engagement. You might not think it's working. The reason why I'm still posting that stuff is because it makes me laugh. Like mm-hmm. I have, when I post my videos, I get a good laugh out of it. I think it's good. I want to keep doing it because it's for me. And because of that, like, because I'm keeping that authenticity, I, I can even like, like, let's recap in like three months. Like I can show you guys the stats on my TikTok, even within the first 10 days of me posting, like the results are just fucking dramatic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a difference because I'm not concerned about, I'm not following trends. I'm not like doing, um, you know, I'm not um, posting things that I think people want to see. I'm posting things that I want to see that I think best reflect my brand, my personality, because of that, it's attracting the right people. And when you have that and start, that just starts to grow exponentially. So it's, it's fun, man. Um, there's a lot more Twitter photography, like all that moaning and shit. I, oh, there's so much more to come, dude. I'm just so happy about that <laughs> stuff. Literally, literally, so much more to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I had to, I figure, I mean, we're, we're pretty far into this, but we can go backtrack a little bit. And if you want to tell everybody, because they may not know you from like our, our audience, if you want to tell them a little bit about yourself, um, yeah. kind of like your photography journey um, and, and like kind of highlight that real, not real quick, however long you want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, try to keep it short. Uh, right, cool. but yeah, so I, I'm 25. Uh, I started my photography journey when I was 24 and that at the time was when I came out as bi. Um, so basically what happened was we took a trip to Montana and we, um, we stay in this cabin. It's, it's great. Yeah. You know, there's still Wi-Fi and stuff like, so we're, you know, we're not totally mm-hmm. cut off, but we're in the mountains. We fly fish. Um, it's me and my brother, my dad, two, uh, two cousins and, and my two uncles. So it's just a dude's trip. So I was putting off this trip for years. I kept coming up with excuses not to go. And I finally went, well, that was at a time when I was going through a lot of different stuff, both personally and professionally. And so this was like the first vacation I had in, in, in a long time. And while they were out fly fishing, I was out hiking and, you know, doing my thing and just kind of like enjoying uh, Montana. Beautiful fucking state, by the mm, way. I have heard yeah. such great fucking things about Montana, man. Mm. Dude, it is. It, <laughs> Not to cut, like, I'm sorry, just cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Um, it is beautiful. And you ask anybody, the funny thing is when you ask locals about Montana or like talk to them and you say you're out of the state, their only response is, well, at least in my experience is, yeah, don't let anybody know we're here. Because Montana, <laughs> it's it's so true because like it's beautiful and Montana is like I think two and a half times the size of Pennsylvania and their entire population is like one, I think it's like, don't quote me on this, I think it's like 1.3, 1.2 million people in the entire state. Like it's barren and it's beautiful and I can understand why they would say like don't tell anybody about us because right. it's like a 
it's like a gem, man. People don't talk about it enough. And I'm actually kind of happy about it because I don't want anything to happen to that state. It's mm-hmm. just like so diverse. Um, but yeah, so I, I started walking around the property and stuff and just hiking and things like that. I just had my phone. I used to fucking hate photography, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. Um, never understood it. Never understood why people took pictures. Uh, I thought it completely, um, you know, you were not connected to reality at all or in the moment. And I had this like realization where it's like, no wait. uh, in order to take great pictures and in order to do that, you need to be connected to your environment and understand how the light is hitting and understand your composition and get, you know, in a different perspective that people aren't going to view. Like you really have to understand your surroundings. So I was taking pictures. My, my uncle said, you know, Hey, like, I think you have a pretty good eye for this. Um, he, he left a comment and it kind of stuck with me. And so I was like, you know what? I literally, my mindset, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're just going to stick with this and we're going to see what happens. And full fucking send baby. Yeah. Full. Like I was like, you know what? I'm miserable at my job. Like just got out of a relationship just came out like we're just we're just trying new shit in life right now like everything's just new so uh little did i know that that was literally a life-changing trip and experience and i started to make a career out of it and like it's been phenomenal like the the mental space and like physically mentally like i'm just in such a better place right now and it's not full-time yet um i'm planning on taking it full-time by next year but like the amount of people that see the passion that I have and like the drive that I have for this, because I don't, uh, and I'll say this, I don't stick with shit very often. I do not stick with shit. My family and friends will back me up on this. If I started something new, I always get ahead of myself. And it's like the eight, I like, I think I posted about this something or somebody else posted it, whatever. It's the ADHD walk of shame. Mm. Like you, you get so attached to something and you're like so excited to talk about it and you do and then you quit it like a month later or whatever, a couple of weeks. I was going to say, I'm not a doctor, but just with that one thing you told me, I can diagnose you with ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you have this passion for something and then you quit it like a month later and you're like, oh shit, now I got to tell people like I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but this was the one thing that stuck. And so people saw that. And even my parents, my, my cousins, they were like, look, man, like you have been sticking with this. Like even like, six months in when I was into it, they were like, you really love this, don't you? And I was like, yes. Like, I don't see this changing anytime soon. And in fact, I, I see me like actually building a career out of this. And it's been so much fun. Like the people that I've met, the skills that I've learned, the, the fucking work that I, like the drive that I have to put shit out, like it doesn't feel forced. It mm. just feels like I should, I'm doing the right thing. Like, and it has created a lot of, mental freedom for me and unlocked so much room and capacity for me to just think about other things and grow and, and learn about whatever the fuck it is that comes to mind in this space and not get bored for once, you know? So it's, it's fun, man. Like I'm having a great fucking time doing this and I can't wait. Like I say this all the time. I can't wait to see what 2022 has in store. I have so much shit planned for that year. Like it's going to be insane. That's fucking dope, man. Not many people, um, especially at your age, cause you're young, um, stumble upon like their passion, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or their, or passion purpose or wh- whatever, however you want to like label it, you know, that, uh, it's the driving thing that like, that get your boots on the ground in the morning, you know, that's fucking yeah. great that you found it and that you're like, you know what? I'm going to just, 
I'm just going to, like I said before, I'm just going to fucking send it. I'm going to put everything into this because why not? Because life is fucking short and let's just do it. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there, you know, there have been times when I failed and fallen flat on my face with whether it's sending an email to somebody where I fucked up in communication or a project Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. But like, I say that all the time. I said it in my, in my, uh, in my podcast earlier, like Mm -hmm. it's okay to fail, like change your mindset about failing. You know, there's never, you should never look at failure as a reason to stop. You should look at failure as a reason to keep moving because failure is going to open up the doors to you learning something more and, you know, fix whatever it is that you are eventually going to do again. Right. So like, you know, the one time it was like one of my very first shoots uh, for my family and, um, you know, I was doing an engagement shoot for them and I had no concept or, you know, I, I kind of heard the term before, but it's, uh, it's, uh, over or what is it under promise over deliver. Mm-hmm. And yep. I did not do that at all. I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to get you this on this date. Cause I'm confident that I'm going to do it and fuck it. Like we're going to do. And it, it, what ended up happening was, you know, I, it took me a little bit to get through and edit the photos and stuff. And my business wasn't off the ground at that point. I was still like building a portfolio for a lot of things and they were very understanding, which I totally appreciate. Love my mm-hmm. family to death. Um, but there was a learning experience and I was like, you know what? Like I should, if I know I can get it done in a week, then just tell them two weeks. Right. Like, cause then I deliver to them and they're like, Oh shit, you got it to us a week early. Holy shit. You know what I mean? So it's all failure should never be a reason to stop right? It should be a reason uh, to keep moving. And if you can do that, you can change your mindset in that way, then everything that you do, you're always just going to fucking push yourself, put yourself to the fucking grindstone and just keep going, dude. Cause it's a, uh, you're going to have a lot of failure in a creative space a lot. And you need to try new things a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, that's just, the, that's just a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. I feel like, um, like if, if we're trying to work for ourselves, you know, whereas, you know, you get a, like a nine to five job, they're kind of like mentoring you and teaching you where we're kind of like learning on the fly. We're watching tutorials. Maybe you took some school for it. You, you know, you learn here and there. But a lot of this is like kind of by trial and error and just getting your feet wet and, and learning like what you have to do to, to really succeed. And, and like you said, it's 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 tough, but it's like, you know, there's going to be moments when you fail but like like failure is not the end of the the it, it's nothing i mean at, at the end of the day you're you're just it's another reason to um to start over and try again try to do it better i kind of like for me personally like when i used to play basketball i would always like love to like drive in and stuff and and i wasn't the tallest kid but people would always block me and a lot of people would be like oh you know let me not do that again whereas i'm like let me do it the same exact thing see if i can better that person this time and and i've always kept that mindset of just like you know uh even even if i have to do it a little little differently but just keeping like the the trying in in mind you know you always have to continue to keep pushing and keep trying and keep trying and eventually you're going to figure it, figure it out and, and do it the right way or, or find ways to, to do it correctly. Absolutely. Well, and that's, you know, that's a good point that you bring up too, is, um, you know, I think a lot of us, uh, especially kids like now in their probably early thirties or mid twenties or, or what have you, um, or even kids now like graduating high school, the whole idea is to, is to go to school, graduate, get a good job, you know, maybe get married, have kids, whatever die six years later, 
right? Like there's a, there's a method to, to a lifestyle now. And so when you leave that lifestyle, like for, you know, in my case, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I got fired from my job, mm-hmm. everything that you ever thought about how you should be living life just turns. Mm-hmm. And it like to, to be able to like, take that and try to at, you know, in your mid twenties, when you're probably living on your own, you have bills and you have all these things to, to take that mindset and just completely fucking flip it is a hard thing to do because now like you're not in this lifestyle anymore where you're doing a nine to five and everything's planned out for you. And you have this security of this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You really have to like pressure yourself and it all like, nobody's holding your hand anymore. Like it's all on you to, make it happen and and like achieve the life that you want to live. And so like, that's what I'm still figuring out now. It gets more clear every day, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's crazy. It's like, you're breaking that habit of like 25, you know, whatever years. And you're just saying to yourself like, okay, like this probably doesn't work or probably isn't the best fit for me. So what do I need to do to succeed? It all starts with small things like you know, for me personally setting routines, I have a strict morning routine. It's strict nightly routine that I do to keep me in check. And then, um, whatever I have to do throughout the day to succeed, like, or improve on, like, that's what I do. And ever since I started doing that, like you start to build that structure around yourself and then everything else comes into place. Like everything else falls into its, into its natural state. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you start to see that happen, because then you start to really start to see how your life can play out and like you start to see the vision and a lot clearer and you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel a lot more. And, uh, it's fun, man. Like it's life's a guessing game. You just gotta, you gotta, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone and keep figuring shit out, but it's what makes it fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think this is why I love doing this too. Um, like the podcast and everything and learning more about people because it's like, I'm always inspired by people, um, by what they do, how they learn, um, you know, how they talk, how they speak, pretty much everything. Um, but you've definitely inspired me with like the morning routines and stuff that you've been posting lately. Cause I, I'm somebody who kind of just like, I feel like I'm winging life <laughs> like, like every day. Um, I feel yeah. like, like, I don't know, like my, my routine is not as structured as most other people. And I feel like some, in some aspects it's not going to be because we're creatives. And then in some aspects where I need to also get into certain routines. Um, so I just want to let you know that in, in that aspect, you've definitely inspired me. No, man, I appreciate that. That's what I strive to do. Like that's, that's my whole spiel is I, I always kind of considered myself, uh, you know, like in college, it was funny, like everybody, like a lot of my close friends and like people in my business fraternity that I was in and stuff would always come to me and be like, I need a cost to pep talk or something like that or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and um, that's, you know, that's kind of like, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess I can like put this into, you know, what I want to do. And it just, again, it it's natural. Like it's mm-hmm. just natural for me to want to do that and talk others up and like, you know, everybody likes to talk about themselves, but at the end of the day, like I love showcasing other people's work. Like that's, that's what brings me joy. You know what I like, mean? That's, that's, that's like the one thing where I feel like I'm so different. Cause I love talking about other people's stuff. And then yeah. when it comes to me, I'm like, oh, like let's next subject. <laughs> but I've I've like learned through pot through the podcast, through the other stuff to start to to just, you know, talk about myself a little bit more in, in certain aspects. And then yeah. I also want to um shout you out for uh posting a thread a while back about uh becoming an or at being added to a group chat because the East Coast homies was definitely a dope thing to be a part of. I was always have hesitant to be in a group chat because 
you know, sometimes there's drama and stuff. And I just like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in a place with that, but you've definitely found a, a nice little niche where people can, you know, bounce ideas off each other and just really support each other. So that's been super, super dope to be a part of. Absolutely, dude. And it, it again, it just all comes back to fucking like being supportive of one another. You know what I mean? Like nobody's like, wh- what do we say all the time? Community over competition all yeah. day, every day. And you see it for people that, you know, if you're actually, you know, practicing what you preach, it works. And it works because it's true. Like there's nobody's, there's a big argument. Well, not really an argument, but there's, there's this idea in the creative space, you know, for photography specifically that if you are not being better than your competition, then you're going to lose business. Like that is so far from the Mm -hmm. truth. There's always going to be business Mm -hmm. or creators. You just need to like there. I mean, shit, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Like if I have 50 of those people as clients, like that's not going to deter you from finding, you know, (laughs) another 50 clients. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to me that people, there's people out there that, that have this idea that, if you are not like, if you're not competitive, then, or you're, you're trying to just like single out other artists and and talk them down, whether it be for like their pricing or their attitude or whatever, like you're, you're going to succeed or something. I don't know. The idea to me is just crazy. Like I've had nothing but great experiences from um, creating a community and, and building that sort of culture, because here's why, like other artists are, very likely to shoot you business. I get a lot of my business from other creatives that might not be or feel appropriate for the job. And they're like, yo, this cool ass dude has been in here for a little bit and he is more than willing to do the work for you. I always come across that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I just, you know, I, I really want to drive the point. Do not just please try to not have this, um, this mindset where like, if you are not succeeding, it's because the other person is stealing all your business or, or what have you, like, just put yourself out there more, put yourself out there more, show your work more and, and communicate more. One thing, again, I came across on TikTok, the more hands you shake, the more opportunity you make, you know what I mean? So like, get out there and just talk to people and, and just create that opportunity. Um, but yeah, for, for sure. Networking is uh, a huge key. And uh, we had an episode on this where we where I kind of talked about that that mindset of like people are like scared to um, like share other people's people's work or, or like like it's going to do anything against you. But I, I have and I think Twitter is like a a very. Um, what's the word? Um, it showcases really like how the community aspect will help you grow help other people. And like you said, like I, I've gotten a lot of clients from other people who can't do it. Like the, you can never do every job. You don't have enough time right. to. So sometimes you're just going to pass it off to somebody else. You might have a wedding like already planned a day and then somebody else comes and like, can you shoot this day? It's like, no, I, I really can't. So I know this person, like they're, they're a great photographer. They're a great videographer. They're a great content creator. They can more than likely achieve what you need. Like talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. So I also, um, we we definitely wanted to talk about um, your uh, NFT drop on OpenSea um, acceptance. So are all of those, uh, because I I was definitely there for the drop party. I was there on uh, the Twitter space. Unfortunately, I feel like every time I want to 
be in an actual Twitter space and really like listen to it. I'm always driving home from somewhere and the yeah. service is spotty and you hear like that and then you hear like a sentence or a word or stuff. Um, so I definitely heard a, a little bit about um, that journey and it was about the Montana trip, right? That's that's yes. what it was. And I remember you actually in that space. Maybe that's where it was. You were talking about your uncle and how he yeah. said that he had a um, he gave you that that uh, that say like you have an eye for it and, and kind of hyped you up in that aspect. So I remember that in that space. That was like one of the key words I heard. <laughs> Yeah. But um, if you want to talk to talk a little bit about the uh, drop and, and just, you know, chill it, as as we say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I have a I have a collection on OpenSea right now. It's 10 pieces of my first ever images in Montana, and they're selling for 0.1 ETH each. Um, that's what I felt was appropriate for it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was my it was a, it was a weird NFTs are a, a, a big, big topic. So, yeah. Um, I still don't understand them. <laughs> oh, it's we'll get I'm just into gonna it. Be fucking honest. We'll get into it. Uh, so yeah, that that was my first collection. It actually took me a while. I actually wasn't gonna be my first collection that I was gonna drop. I was gonna mm-hmm. drop another one um, that I'm actually currently working on now. But my Genesis collection, I really wanted to come out with something that I felt best reflected me as an artist, and it wasn't uh, something meant to have the prettiest images. This was a very raw uh, drop that I wanted it to be relatable and connect with people. It was um, emotional impact, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great way to put it. And so, uh, the, the inspiration behind it was, um, the idea of acceptance was I, I was not, I could not be in the position that I am today if I didn't accept myself. And so, uh, you know, that being, if I was like still in the closet, I never would have found photography. And if I, never would have like truly just sat down and said, okay, this is my life now. Like I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at today. I truly believe that. And so mm-hmm. that's what the, that's what the collection reflects. Um, it's about self-discovery. It's about, you know, knowing who you are and and being okay and loving who you are. And because of that, you know, you, you create beautiful things. And so um, yeah, 10 pieces are on there. Uh, they're all shot on my iPhone. Um, but they were the images that best represented the trip in my experience or well, in my opinion. And, and so uh, they are all set up in a way that tells a story. So if you go to my collection on OpenSea, um, there is, you'll see chapter one, chapter two, all the way through chapter 10. And each image is a reflection of that day of what I was either thinking about the smells that I remember, like just a description of how I was feeling, whether I was battling something mentally. And the goal of the collection is to connect other collectors. Um, so essentially when you buy a piece, so say you buy chapter one, that'll come with a one page to like one and a half page story or chapter of explaining that image, you know, again, like what I was feeling, what, you know, what I was going through. And it goes all the way through chapter 10. So say you're a collector and you buy chapter one, say you're another collector and you buy chapter 10, right? Then it would be up to those collectors or I would, you know, say something or tweet something to connect those two collectors so that, you know, one and 10 go to each other and say, hey, you know, I saw you bought chapter 10. Uh, or do you mind sending me the, the story so I can like finish finish the entire 10 chapters, right? So 
that was kind of like my goal. Um, it's not perfect. And, you know, I still, I'm still waiting for the first buyer. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still confident in the collection. Like there's nothing, you know, I'm not stressing over it. Um, and I really just want all my collections to just be that raw, you know, there'll be times when I do post really beautiful images, stuff that inspires me and things like that. But right now I just want to keep things very personal. I want to keep things like very kind of just relatable and close and realistic because, you know, again, we, it's being, being an artist or being a creative is not a highlight reel by any means. It is, you know, there is a lot of struggle that's involved. There is, um, there's a lot of things that you face, uh, that I think that, you know, I see patterns in creatives mentally. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, uh, and I'll, I will, you know, I'll say this, I think a majority of creators, I think there's a correlation between depression and being an artist. Um, you know, I deal with that sometimes. I'm not going to say like I am clinically depressed and I, you know, I have friends that are, and you know, I'm there to support them in any way that I can. But, uh, you know, there are times where you go through those episodes. There are times mm-hmm. when you deal with that stuff. And, and a lot of the times we see the, the best parts of artists and things on Instagram and that's what we compare our lives to. And that's not the reality by mm-hmm. any means. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to put myself out there in a way that again, is just, it speaks to people. It's relatable. And it's very, I'll, you know, keep using the same words here, but it's raw. It's just, it's in your face. And this is life. Like this is life for a creator. Um, this is what you deal with. These are the demons that you battle and that's okay. Like that's, that's life. And everybody has their own path and dealing with their own struggles and that's okay. Um, so yeah, that's, it's a little bit about acceptance. Um, I'm ex- it was, it was, a it felt right. It, it felt like the right move to make because, uh, I think in the NFT space, a lot of people are discouraged by, other people's work that are being sold. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they see that as my work is out here, it's, you know, it's almost like you're comparing it to Instagram again, a little bit. It's like, well, my work is just as good as their work. So why isn't my work selling? And Mm -hmm. that's, it's not because it's not good. It's just, you're not getting the right people in front of it yet. And that's okay. Like there's people that work have sat, I've seen on Twitter for three, four, five, six months and hasn't sold. And you know, there's still people that haven't sold for even longer. That's okay. It's, it's not a rat race. It is, it is a very long-term game and the NFT space is very genuine in the fact that they are very community driven. If you do something, the NFT community will find out and they will like almost blacklist you as an artist. If you fuck up in a way that takes away from other artists or, you know, steals from other artists like that, it's an, it's, it is a, it's great in that aspect that we hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the right word to use is accountability. accountability yeah. Um, but it's also you as an artist, you know, just be conscious of that, like be genuine, be authentic, put yourself out there in a way that best reflects you and you'll succeed. And again, it's a long-term game. Like that's, it moves fast. It's a long-term game. It's not mainstream yet. And I will say this to anybody that's trying to get into the NFT space, like you have time. Like it's, it's not going anywhere. Like they, it is not saturated by any means. Um, and you have time to, to get in front of the right eyes. And I think you always will. You just need to continue to, you know, put yourself out to the right people. You took all these with an iPhone? I did. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So Cha- I'm sorry. Chapter seven. I was gonna say chapter seven. The peak is like 
that's a fucking incredible shot, dude. You could see for miles and miles that like all these mountains. Yeah. So that was, um, the peak that was, uh, Sacagawea, Sacagawea peak, I think is what it was. I, I visited a friend of mine in Montana. I went to, to school with him and he ended up being a state trooper. Um, so we, we met up and he was in Bozeman at the time. So I drove like three hours down in like the middle of the night. Uh, didn't even tell my family where I was going. I told them I was just going to go out and come back or whatever. Meanwhile, I took a three hour drive there and then a three hour drive back all in like one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we climbed that. And that was, that was a dope experience. And, and the reason why that was a really cool experience was because that was the highest peak that I had climbed at the time. And just as like, like you said, I mean, you could see for miles and it was incredible because when you were going up, there was all this noise, all of this, like just distraction all over the place. And you are like fighting to get to that last, like scrambling over all these loose rocks to get to the peak and shit and wind slapping you in the face and shit like that. But then when you get to the top, dude, it was unreal. We literally just sat there for like 30 minutes and it was so quiet. Like, and it's, you know, it sounds so cliche and cheesy and stuff, but like that's, it was like a reflection of, of my life and what I feel like at the point, like it's such a good example for anybody that's going through something that like, you're just have this upward battle. And like, when you get to the top, it's just your mind and everything is, you can see everything. It's so clear. Like you feel like, you know, the wind's not slapping you in the face anymore. You're not fighting the current anymore. The sun's just beating down on you. Like you feel good. And, um, it was, uh, I won't get into too much detail about that. Cause I want to save that for the chapter, but mm-hmm. that was kind of like, a a little summary of the day. It was just a really cool experience and, um, something that like will stick with me forever. Like it's, it was just, and the, again, the scenery is just fucking beautiful. Um, yeah. I think that's like another thing about just photography is like, you're just really capturing moments. Like, you know, you get to experience this, look back at your work. Uh, sometimes you might have your, your, your things on or your photos on a hard drive that you might like forget about for a while. And maybe you're posting some of your newer work and then you're going back and then you stumble upon something and you, you just go back to that feeling of what you were doing that day or just like the moments or the friends that you were with. And that I think it's just a, a beautiful experience. I mean, I, I just, and then these photos, I mean, they, I think I told you it when I, came up on the space they reminded me of some of the trips that i've taken with my friends to colorado and it's just it brought me back to those moments and and enjoying time with friends and just making those memories yeah yeah i say it all the time man photographers are superheroes dude you our superpower is you freeze time yep (laughs) that's that's 100 100 right you you freeze time and it's a beautiful thing because no other thing can do that than a camera like you get to capture moments and things and you know, manipulated to see how you saw life. Like that's the beautiful thing is, you know, not only do you capture it like in its natural, like as close as natural state as it can be, but then you get to go and edit it to the way that you viewed the this scene and how your brain and, and like experiences and everything processed in that moment and be able to tell that story. It's, it's awesome, dude. And to be able to do that, you know, I'm, I swore I would never do weddings and, and, you know, engagement shoots and fall into that category. And there's nothing against it. Um, I have a lot of great friends that are wedding photographers and, you know, I started doing, uh, 
proposal shoots and engagement shoots and to see like the the raw emotion and mm-hmm. like just people's reactions to not only in the moment when you capture it but then to see their reactions when you give them your work is no. so rewarding like so much more rewarding than any amount of money can can put a price on it mm-hmm. like because they're gonna look back on that for until the day that they die like they're gonna show their kids those photos they're gonna show their family those photos they're gonna show their friends those photos and talk about those moments and you created that for them like mm-hmm. you were able to solidify that moment in time for them and it's so like that's what drives me to be a better creative whether it's people whether it's product whether it's fucking real estate whether it's anything dude like you create those moments so it's a superhero you know it's a superhero trait that's funny because like when me and my wife got married we had um uh we had the uh the wedding photo uh photographer uh, photographs excuse me and then uh, a video as well but i have a uh in like our living room area i have like a 27 inch imac it's like 10 years old now but i set the screensaver I can see there's like an app you can install and it'll play whatever movie you want. Like I used to like if the screen went idle, it would just like start playing the Avengers yeah, from the start. <laughs> but I switched it and I put on like all like home movies and stuff that uh, we had. And one I put into the mix was our wedding video. And then people so like it'll just be on like in the background if I'm not using a computer and it's like there's no sound, but it's just playing. And the. uh it was funny to see people's reactions that were at our wedding when they're sitting there and then that pops up and they're like, Oh shit. I remember that. And then they're watching and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like this is a cool moment. Not only for us, but like for people too, that were there for that night, they got to experience it and see it. And so it was, it's like a piece of work that they gave us that I try to like, you know, cause everyone from what we were told had a great fucking night that night, but I try to like, you know, it, it lives on, you know what I mean? Everyone still gets their, uh, their memory and their like little piece of happiness from it. If they could see it, you know, just playing whatever, you know? Yeah. So I think it was really cool. And that's like, that's the beautiful thing. It's like, and that never ends, you know, mm-hmm. you're always going to have new people to be able to, to share that and experience that with, I, you know, I've done uh, a little bit of videography with my drone to help my buddy out for weddings and um, JA creative motion, by the way, a little, little marketing plug, Jason, uh, Jason Adams okay. um, went to IEP together, a good friend of mine. And he, you know, had me on, on weddings to do video and drone work. And, you know, there was times when, you know, I was at the wedding and you're just watching like through the camera lens of, of everything that's happening and you get to experience that, you know what I mean? Like you get to be revitalized by just like a very human, you know, human experience. And it's, it's so cool, man. Like it never gets old. It's always um, something that is a, that is a driver to, to continue to do the work that I do. And I'm sure for a lot of other people, and I would like to continue to kind of segue more into that a little bit. Um, so it's weird, you know, you tell yourself maybe you don't want to do something and then like you see it and you do it enough and you're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, like there's a whole different side to this that I'm not understanding or seeing up close at first. And now this is really fucking cool and I want to go with it, you know? So. And not only that, especially with those, like, like you said, the, I know a lot of people do the engagement, they do the wedding, they do the gender reveal, they do the first birthday, all those kind of, you know what I mean? It all kind of like rolls into one. And right. like you said, like, you know, you're, if you have a passion for landscape photography or, you know, um, you know, things of that nature, I mean, it's, that's one avenue too. But if, if you can cater to this one a little bit, 
then maybe like those are always there. So that's going to be like the, all right, at least I can like know I'm making money. You know what I mean? And I can, that can fuel the, the other, uh, the yin to the yang. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And, and so like what, I mean, the, the photography that I would like to primarily, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before, maybe I mentioned it um, earlier, but like earlier in the podcast that I did, but um, what I would like to primarily be known for is working with, with brands um, and like do a little bit more commercial and product photography, especially Mm -hmm. like outdoor and adventure. Um, I still need to build a portfolio around that, but I know that's something that I really want to do just because you, excuse me, you see, uh, you see just like a lot of cool things you can work with um, like mountain climbers and and hikers and and travelers and all, you know, tourism boards and and things like that. And um, it just seems like a really fun time and seems like a really great way to just continue to put yourself out there and and be inspired. I uh, am segueing well, like around Christmas is when I'll start to get a lot of this stuff, uh, hopefully. Um, But I want to get more, uh, you know, I want to get a turntable backdrop lighting, you know, all new stuff. I'm like doing a full overhaul for 2022. Just ordered my, my, well, not just ordered the Sony a seven four that dropped earlier in November, which is super fucking exciting. I'm so, so ready for that fucking camera and uh, starting to get like new sound equipment and stuff. I'll be posting more to YouTube again and just like, just again, like doing a whole overhaul, but primarily I, the a big reason I want to do this is just to start to establish like my niche in photography um, to work with companies and things like that. So that's like the business side, but then the brand side is always the same. Like the brand is always going to be me being supportive, wacky, just fucking out there and just like trying to bring a new side to photography that I think people, you know, are missing a little bit. Uh, Cause I'm not going to lie, dude. Every time you see videos on, and I, I think I posted about this something the other day, but every time you see videos on like Instagram or TikTok or something, it's always like videos of somebody holding, and I've been a subject to this and a victim, but like somebody always holding the camera and like, just like zooming in and like showing photos or, or photo edits and shit. And like I said, I do that stuff too, because, you know, it is fun sometimes, but I want to try to create a whole different avenue of content for photographers and like just open up a little bit about like, okay, like we can, we're creative. It's like, let's start to get a little bit more creative here. You know what I mean? So that's the goal anyway, but we'll see. That's definitely, well, best of luck to you. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something I want to do in um, more of like the video aspect of kind of interviewing them and then just showcasing their work in in a creative way. So I definitely have that on my mindset too. For for Wait a minute. That's an interesting point. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. So, so video and photography. So this is a, this is a topic that I've seen become sort of a problem and it is, uh, I think it's a, it's an interesting topic because you see now, especially with, and we'll, you know, talk about this all the time, but Instagram and Twitter, right? Like, I feel like there's not necessarily like a battle for creatives, but Instagram had announced not too long ago that they are more of a creative platform now for video and for good reason, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they want the attention. That's what, you know, that's where the money is right now and short-term, con- you know, short-term video content and shit like that, whatever. They're going to do what they need to do to make money and that's fine. But you have a lot of photographers right now that are moving to Twitter because they don't want to do video, mm-hmm. right? They feel like they're being cheated somehow. And 
I am going to battle that a little bit because I feel like if you're a creative, you should be challenging yourself to learn video and to learn what's going to attract attention and how to be more creative. Um, which is why I created that 53 day challenge for myself to post more videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people where like, it just doesn't feel right to post videos just to put myself out there. And I can understand that, like, that's okay. But if that's how you're looking at it, like, again, you're a creative, I mean, get creative with it. Like see this as an opportunity to put yourself out there as opposed to just being prideful. I'm going to, I'm going to say it just to be, cause I, I do sometimes just to be prideful and just show your work like as a photographer. I think there's a certain like pride factor that comes with being an artist, right? Like there is this idea that as an artist, you have to, it's your way or the highway. People don't want to bend or break when it comes to their edits or, and stuff like that. And I think that leaks and funnels into other aspects of their creative journey. And so it's important to remember, like, you can do other things and still maintain your, your persona or appearance or like work. Um, you're just showcasing it in a different light. You're not bending or breaking to anybody. If anything, like see it as an opportunity to just learn something new and put yourself out there in a way that you probably didn't want to before. Um, people compare this to, uh, you know, succumbing to the algorithm. I say, fucking algorithm, fuck all that shit. Like I'll, I'll be posting my analytics for that shit in the next month and a half to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident in that statement. I will happily, happily talk about that in a month and a half. Uh, but people are worried about, you know, like, losing their creative ability to a set of ones and zeros. And that is, I think, counterintuitive to being a creative, like you should not be worried about it. Like use the algorithm to, to pump more shit out, like use it to inspire you to be more creative. And I don't know, there's just a, I I think the conversation right now is fuck Instagram. And I disagree with that. I think you should not outlaw Instagram just because they are making a uh, creative decision. I think you should be working with it and finding out how to boost your platform or, or work or whatever it is that you're trying to do instead of like condemning it for switching gears. Mm. No, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've, I've probably had tweets where I said fun, fuck Instagram, but I feel like that's for, for different aspects. So I. Yeah. <laughs> Um, funny, funny. I enough, just, like, I hate, I hate that Instagram. Like, I, not that I hate Instagram. Like, I'm really, I, I don't like hate a social media platform. But like, I get annoyed with Instagram because I follow like 500 people and I feel like they see the same six. And mm-hmm. I hate. I'll say the one thing I do hate is that it's not in like uh, chronological order. Mm-hmm. Like you'll yeah. post something and I'll get it like tomorrow. And I'm, or like with Twitter, it's like real time. I refresh. Boom! You did it 13 seconds ago. I got it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's yeah. do why I like that one better. I think that's what attracts people to Twitter is it's like the most like quote unquote like decentralized platform where mm-hmm. you can like say whatever the fuck you want and like do whatever the fuck you want and it's it's in that it's in that order. I agree with you. I love that. Um I just think right now with with Instagram they're just figuring shit out. Like they're you know, they hopped on a on a trend and that trend being short, you know, short form video. I think they hopped on it a little late and they're still, you know, trying to 
gauge that or whatever. And that doesn't play into the whole chronological timeline, but I'm sure they're going to be doing things to, to remedy that in the future, I hope. But one thing I will say about Instagram is, you know, my, like, I was just checking, I think I made a story about this, like, even just yesterday. My analytics over the past month, ever since I posted reels for the past 10 days, have shown that I've, I've received uh, 76 or 77,000 um, accounts reached in that time frame, And that's just from reels. That's like up a thousand percent or I think, I think the exact number was 1,033. And then also, you know, you're, you're just showing up on people's timelines, right? Like that's, um, it might not be in that order, but like you're putting yourself out there and you can work with the algorithm. Like it will work for you, but you just need to, you need to kind of put, I, I always say this, like to, for creatives to just kind of box the ego a little bit, um, box the ego, box the pride and just like try to don't think about it in a way of like, I need to do this, um, to, to be successful. Just look at it as like, this is a learning experience and there's always going to be roadblocks like that out of the way. But if you're just kind of sticking to your guns and you're like, I just want to post photos to post photos that might not be, that might not work best for you. Uh, there might be a better solution. So just be open-minded. But I do agree with you with the timeline on Instagram. That is kind of fucked. I, I follow <laughs> like almost a thousand people and I see maybe like 10% of their work. I don't know why Instagram does that. It's, That's it's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a conversation that, you know, comes up a lot and I have no answer or response for it other than yes, fuck Instagram <laughs> in that case. But, um, but I would say this, like, don't write it off completely as a creative, you know, yeah. keep all your eggs diversified, uh, just like you would anything else. And, you know, find, find that rhythm or groove that works for you. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I, there was like a, I don't even know if it's still doing it, but there was like a, a time frame where I would see somebody's post. And if they had multiple pictures in that post, then I would refresh. And instead of like, Sending, showing me new people, it would show me like the second side of that person's. And then I'd like refresh again and then it showed me like the third slide. So I don't know if they're just testing it on me. Um, cause <laughs> I, got, I got, I, I've literally been the <laughs> guinea pig. I got that, uh, that stories update mad quick where you had to go like eight different steps to, to reshare somebody's work, which made me so mad because I love to reshare people's work and it made it so much di more difficult to do that. And I was like, oh my God, like I have to, First view your work, then I have to go back to my profile and then go to my stories and then go to a little sticker and then hit add to your story and then you find the one you want. And I'm like, why, why? Just Dude, bring it back. I'm so happy they did. Don't even get me started on that shit. I was so frustrated when they came out with that update and I was like, what? Like who, first of all, who the fuck is sitting in the room and just <laughs> talking about this shit like, yo, yeah, we're going to take a, a reshare option and we're just going to make it a like six, seven, eight step fucking process for somebody mm -hmm. to reshare their work. And we expect people to like retain attention on this platform. I don't know who the fuck is sitting in this room. I'd really love to just find out after this conversation and just tweet at all of them and be like, what the fuck? Like, what were you on? <laughs> what were you thinking? It, makes, it made no sense. And so when they changed it back, I was so happy. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Like it's over. Like maybe, this maybe. whole shitstorm is over. You know what I mean? It was just I don't I don't get it, man. Like some of the stuff, like these huge ass companies have all of this money to figure out how people operate and like understand 
uh, human like behavior and consumer behavior and you go and do shit like that and expect it to work. I don't, I don't understand. I have no fucking idea how they, how they do that. My guess would be because you're doing so many steps, you're spending more time on the platform, but it's so, it's so backwards. Like it makes absolutely no sense. My only theory is uh, they took it away so that we realized what we had and then they put it back so that you're like, let me share everybody's stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you should, that's what, like, that's the goal, right? That's yeah. what you should be doing is sharing other people's work, supporting, like that's what works. That's why, and I'm sure Instagram maybe saw this. I have, I have a theory mm-hmm. that Instagram, now that everybody's doing the ad yours, you know, whatever, um, I have a theory that there were some people at Instagram that were on Twitter and they saw that the uh, Twitter photo threads were doing really well. And because they do, they do extremely well. Amazing. And so they made that new add yours option where you can like add to the story and people keep adding. I have a feeling that that's, I have a theory that that's why they did that. I'm not certain. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that I'm right just because it sounds right. But Honestly, I don't know. If, if you think about it, like that's exactly what, in a sense, it's doing, and it's a way to find new people. And I feel like it's easier than because I always feel like Instagram, unless somebody else is sharing stuff, it's really hard. Like I don't go to my like what is that the, the other page that often to look at like to scroll through people's pages. It's mostly like I'm staying in contact with who I have, and right. also um, finding out new people through other people. Mm-hmm. So I know there's going to be people who actually go through like their, their page and, and find other like things in the, I forget what, what they're, what they call that page. Like the second one over. Um, Are you just talking about like the guides page or like the reels page? Uh, in, in the, I think it is the search, the search one. Like I'll scroll through yeah. that every now and then, but like for the most part, I feel like Twitter, it's easy because other people are resharing your stuff and it's right there whereas um i feel like what they did now was an easier way to to just click that and then you see all these profiles and what like what are these people up to because now and now now you see you're getting more views in your stories because random people are just looking into it you know so i I definitely think the so far i've liked what what they did with that yeah yeah and i think like again the whole the whole purpose of of social media i mean people that are developing these apps and shit, like the reason behind it is to retain attention. So they're going to do what they need to do to, to keep that attention. Like there's literally people that work for Facebook that I think their titles are attention analysts. They Mm. just, their whole job is to just look at how do you keep people's focus in the app so they don't fucking leave. Yeah. It's just crazy to think about. So, you know, the, like that's going to be more or less the decision driver of why they make these like weird changes and, and like UI decisions. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's wacky, dude. It's so fucking wacky sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. I want to, uh, before we wrap it, there was something you tweeted about, um, that I want to ask you about. And, uh, and if this is a too too serious of a subject, or if it's too you know you don't you don't have to talk you know we can sp- we can skip it. Um, how pumped are you for that new fucking Spider Man, man? <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Hitting the so, real questions. 
<laughs> so Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, always will be. I have yet to dig into comics. I'm like one of those MCU people that just hopped in on the train, and, and but I own it completely. Like, I definitely want to read the comics and, and get into it more, but dude, that trailer was so fucking cool. It was like, like when, when, uh, or what was it? When the, when the Eternals, when, when Shang-Chi dropped, when that trailer dropped, everybody's like, was just like, fuck yeah, dude. And then Eternals dropped and everybody's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And then I feel like the, when that Spider-Man trailer came out, any, anybody and everybody that was watching that in the MCU or even outside the MCU that just didn't understand, like the world fucking stopped. And they were just like, holy shit, like fuck these two movies. I'm just right. Like, give me Spider-Man. That's all I want because it's, it is, dude, it's going to be so fucking juicy. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing I'm, the thing I'm excited about it, like the most is just like expanding on like the about to get into some real nerdy shit here, but like the multiverse and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. I'm just excited to see where they're going to go because I think that was Tom Holland's, I think uh, he has, he's contracted with uh, Marvel to do what this movie and one more, I think, I think like Spider-Man's I, not going to return or something. Or I think something like that. Yeah. And to me that, I don't know, that just sucks, dude, because here you have, in my opinion, a perfect Spider-Man like series. Like you finally have that and mm-hmm. you have an actor that actually plays the role of Spider-Man that I feel is very good. Um, everybody says like, you know, Andrew Garfield was good. I thought he was cringy as fuck. Everybody thought, you know, <laughs> Tobey Maguire was really good. But I know people are saying that just because they're holding on to nostalgia. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Not to say that they're, you know, not to say that they're not great actors. They are. But I just felt like Tom Holland really represented the Spider-Man that everybody expected. And the timeline, the storyline, the the progression, the like the 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 arc, like all of it was just. I feel like it was very well done. And so I'm excited, man. Like it's going to be a dope ass fucking movie, December 17th, like tickets go on sale, I think pretty soon here. And I'm just fucking pumped. Like this is going to be the first movie I used to see every, I saw every Marvel movie um, in the first, all the way up to Endgame on the release night. And Uh. so after that, like, I mean, to me personally, 11 years in the making, you can't top Endgame. Like the experience in that fucking theater was unreal. And this is probably going to be the only movie that like I'll see in theaters because all the other ones just come out on Disney plus now. And I'm just, I'm just going to wait for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting. Like you said, a top top, I I agree with you. Endgame, like to me kind of was like almost like the perfect ensemble put together 10 years in the making. You people literally grew up through Mm. that. You know what I mean? Um, But this one has the potential to like it's now pulling all if all the leaks and all the kind of shit is true like it's pulling back to the toby Maguire movies so now you could kind of say it's been since then in the making to now you know and uh i don't know this like you said like a lot of the ones like we saw Ch- shang chi in the theaters but like we kind of caught it whenever we could like we were like hey yo we got a random uh tuesday night you want to go you know but this one feels like it's back to like the yo Thursday night midnight like movie you know like yeah. midnight release gotta be there pack theater like I want the full experience for this one you know dude when they release that first trailer oh my god excuse me um when they release that first trailer and at the very end when they played the the original soundbite of Doc Ock I was like oh my god dude like Chills. 
it was so good. Like it was so fucking good. And so I don't know. It's going to be a great movie. It's going to get into so much new shit. It's just going to open up a fucking wormhole of awesomeness. And I'm so ready for it. Yeah, I'm super fucking pumped. But yeah, dude, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, like this was I don't know if, you know, I don't know if we're wrapping up or not, but like this is a this was a dope ass conversation. Absolutely. I, I always love to to get into the nitty gritty and, and learn more about artists. And I feel like there was a lot of gems dropped in here. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. No, I, I appreciate it. I uh, like I said, I just like to fucking talk, dude. I, I like to talk. I never fucking stop. So um, and it's fun talking about it. Like I say all the time, like once you find your passion, you you just can't stop talking about it. It's just one of those things where you always uh, we always want to do. So mark, mark mark my words on this podcast. One day you will get paid to talk. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, we'll like, see you on the TED Talk screen, like with the little mic in the earpiece, the big screen behind you. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. No, I appreciate that. That that says you know that that says a lot to me, and I I hope that people hear that in my voice. Like I am passionate about what I do, and I want others to be better every day at what they do. So, um, like I said, guys, like it was a is a dope ass conversation. Um, I would love to, to be able to come on again, whenever you guys, you know, if ever you guys need a guest or something, just let me know. I mean, for I'm sure. always here for sure. We'll have to catch up again for sure. Soon. Absolutely. Fuck definitely. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you being here. If you want to plug everything one more time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So to everybody in the, in the Instaverse and in the Twitterverse and stuff, uh, you know, again, my name is Dan Koss. I'm 25 photographer. Um, and I am, all about helping others be creative, um, helping them build a better business, a uh, better creative lifestyle and, and things like that. And so uh, my handles, if you want to check me out on Instagram and uh, Twitter, it's just at the Dan Costa, T-H-E-D-A-N-C-O-S-T-A. And then, um, I mean, I don't get, you know, again, Facebook, fuck. there's an extra A in my last name for Facebook, but we don't, we don't <laughs> mind Facebook much. But check me, same thing for TikTok and YouTube. Check me out in there, guys. Uh, I'm posting shorts daily to YouTube now and, and TikToks every day, just being fucking weird and getting wacky and fucking goofy with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's me, man. And fucking moaning at great photos, so it's yeah. a good time. <laughs> it's the best way to project it. It's the best way to, to get, that, get those photos out there. The first time I saw that one, I was like, what's going on here? Oh, oh, you have to turn your volume down if you're in the wrong space. <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's the goal. It's great. <laughs> oh, Appreciate man. you being here, man. And yes, sir. Uh, thank yeah, you. We're definitely going to have to have you back sometime. Absolutely, guys. Hey, I will, as always, like I close out all the time. I'll catch you boys in the fucking Instaverse and the Twitterverse. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> peace. All right, guys. Peace. Peace and peace. Thank you.